all creative paths can lead to a great career. You can really see what you're good at or what you care about or what you're passionate about and, and, and follow it all the way. Like you don't have to feel like you have to be constrained into following a, a set path that someone else has taken. Welcome to Real Creative Leadership, a place where creative leaders can find insights and practical guidance on the day-to-day -day job of being a creative leader. We focus on real issues, topics, and insights of creativity in the business world. Join me as we explore the best strategies for developing your team, getting others to embrace your vision, and generating amazing experiences. This webinar series is produced by The Stoke Group. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, Adobe Executive Creative Director and author of Sorry Spot Emotions Drive Business. And this is Real Creative Leadership. So it's early in the year, and today we're going to talk more about creative career planning. Uh, I don't know about you, but at the beginning of the year, I look at goals. I think back on the last year of how things have gone. And let's be honest, as a creative person, I'm, I know maybe you're, you go through this as well, but I'm constantly questioning, am I making the right choice? Am I in the right place? Am I at the right company? Am I doing the right thing? It's just that, that creative roller coaster of, you know, always questioning, I get, which, which is good when, you know, coming up with big ideas, we're always questioning. But as far as careers go, it seems like a lot of us are always looking and wondering, where's our path? What's coming next? How can I plan for it? What, what should I be doing? And that this last fall at Max, I introduced a new framework for creative careers because frankly, the old framework was pretty dated and there's still a lot of companies and a lot of us that are following that old framework. Um, but this episode, so what I'm going to do is that went by so fast. We got a lot of comments from everyone at Max and afterwards. But what I want to do is dig in a little bit deeper into this uh, creative framework, into creative career paths, and really ask some deep questions and understand a little bit more about uh, what you can look forward to. And more importantly, what I really want to talk, or, uh, talk on is timelines, like expectations, what you should be looking forward to and expecting. Because here's a couple teaser questions that we want to answer in this uh, episode. The first one is, how long should it take to become a creative director? There's so many of us you know, in our careers, and we just want to quickly jump up and be the CD and be in charge, but we don't understand the realistic timeline. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, as well as what are the biggest factors that it takes to get a promotion. So what are the what is leadership looking for in you when you're taking that next step in your creative career? All right, but first I want to show you this chart. So we're going to go through a little quick review. We're going to look at the chart and then I'll dig into some of the details. So I'm actually going to show you three charts. The first chart, if you look at it, is the traditional career path options. And this is what it was like for me when I was, you know, back in the mid 90s and and having a, a career at an agency or in-house um, of what, what I would come to expect. You started out as a production assistant, then you became a designer and where you were just finessing and fish and uh, finishing up projects. Finally, you graduated to an art director where you were the one kind of coming up with the ideas and, and directing the, the design. And from there, you went into uh, management as associate creative director and finally creative director. And it was a very linear path, very, very linear path. And then about 2000, um, when I was at uh, an agency before Adobe, I started to notice there was a new path forming and that new path really took into uh, consideration all the different skills that different people had. For example, you know, there's a fundamental difference between a designer and an art director or a production designer or someone who really is actually deep into technical production versus someone who's a conceptual art director. And the problem with the old path is it pushed everyone down one, one straight path. You had to start out with production and then move in design and then move into art direction. Whereas 
we've noticed later, you know, about the turn of the of, of the of the year two thousand, is that uh, there really is a viable path for all those disciplines. So you could be a writer, a designer, art director, a, a production person, and really have a viable path from junior to mid to senior without having to jump back and forth. And why is that important? That was really important because you didn't shove someone who was really, really good at technical skills maybe into a role where they had to be a conceptor or come up with ideas and they weren't good at it and vice versa. So, you know, someone who is really good at ideas fast and quick, but maybe not a finesse um, designer. So that's where we came up with those new paths in 2000 of where anyone could have like a, a path and up to management and then management was the, the linear path. But here's where things have changed. Um, and if you're looking now at the new career paths, modern creative career paths, um, there's so much more involved in creative careers and it's not as linear at all. Um, so first of all, you can come from wherever you are, agency, in-house, freelance, it doesn't matter. All of these paths get into kind of what I would say the core, um, the, the course, a hard skill building phase, which is where you either start at, whether you're a designer, a writer, a UX designer, whatever it may be, you kind of start out as junior and you move to a mid and then to a senior. And you really, you know, that's kind of your, your early path of learning hard skills. That's learning the craft. And you can pick whatever craft path you want, whether it's writing or design or UX, whatever. And eventually that'll lead you to a decision. And that decision used to be just the linear path of I'm going to go up, you know, ACD to CD path. But today we've found out that there are so many other paths. First of all, there's the individual expert path. And that's really, really important because so many people don't want to become a manager. Like they're just not into that and they don't like people management skills, but they still want to have a good career, make a lot of money and, and have a viable path. And that's where there are so many more options uh, for the individual path where you can become an expert in your field without having to go down the management path. But there are others too. There's still the management path there. You can still go from ACD up to CD, ECD and beyond. And where that path has opened up new opportunities is that it used to be that those would stop, uh, all, all of those opportunities would stop at CD or ECD or chief creative officer. And now we're noticing that there are a lot of people branching off of that and using their, their creative skills and their creative leadership to move beyond just the creative path into becoming CMOs, CEOs of companies, chief digital officers, whatever it may be, and really pushing companies beyond just creative by taking creativity and taking it to the leadership table. And then finally, the, the a third big path that I see a lot of people take is that independent path. And that independent path, I mean, it could be that you just say, forget a big company, I'm going to go freelance, or I want to just become an author or a speaker, or maybe I want to just, you know, I don't know, be a, a, still work with companies, but be independent, uh, independent contractor. But there are a lot of paths down that, or options down that path as well. So those are the new career paths. Um, let's just talk about some of the big takeaways from what that means, like why this is so important compared to what things were like back in the day, like in the mid-90s, like I said, when I was starting my career. So the number one takeaway for many people who are starting in this uh, career or even who are further along is that all creative paths can lead to a great career, right? You don't have to feel like you have to jump around and be everything to everybody. You can really see what you're good at or what you care about or what you're passionate about and really find that path and, and, and follow it all the way. Like you don't have to feel like you have to be constrained into following a, a set path that someone else has taken. There are so many options. The second big takeaway is this, is that you don't have to go management to grow. That was the, the um, kind of truth of the old days is that if you wanted to 
keep going, grow your career, make more money, you had to become a manager. And I don't think that's true anymore. I mean, even at my company at Adobe, we have individual job codes that are higher than a management job code, meaning that they can make more money, more salary, whatever it may be. It's a, it's a higher ranking job code than it is uh, moving into like ACD or CD. Um, I mean, in a lot, of, a lot of tech companies, they have terms like, you know, you can become a fellow or you can become, you know, a senior individual something and still have a very viable career and not have to worry about management. So that's big takeaway. You don't have to go into management. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to about that that feel like that's their only option and then and they're not good at it and they don't want to do that. And that's totally fine. So don't feel like you're, you're forced to take that path. Um, another big important takeaway from this is that there's still that independent path. I think today people want a little more control over their careers and you know the whole environment today, especially after you know COVID in 2000 has completely changed everything. There are so many more remote options and options where you can, you know, whether you're going the independent path or the individual expert path, or even a, or even a manager path, you can take more control over, you know, where you live and how you engage and what how you're a part of a company or not. And so that's where the, like that independent option has really opened up a lot. So there are a lot more people who are are finding that they want to have a little more control, be independent, but you know, it's more of the gig economy where you're jumping in with companies here and there as needed. And if you want to learn more about that, you know, if you go back to episode 15 in season one, I interviewed a lot of uh, really successful creative leaders at big companies, you know, from leaders at, from Disney to Cisco to Google to um, Apple. And I looked at their career paths and we talked through exactly what they had gone through. And I found that many, many, many of them, after they hit a certain uh, level, many of them wanted to go back to freelance or independent something uh, in this new gig economy. So it's a big viable option. And here's the last big takeaway I want to focus on is that uh, even though there are all these options, there are, there's more independence, there's more um, remote work available, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get it wherever you want. Um, so the big thing you have to look at is there are, more, there are more remote options, but you have to look for the right fit because you may not find all roles at every company. Meaning, for example, <clears throat> maybe there's a company where, you know, let, let's take big categories, agencies versus in-house. I found that at agencies, I needed a lot more art directors on the staff in order to handle all the concepting, the big campaigns, the TV spots, all of that. Versus in-house, you need a lot more, uh, you need more designers more people who are just like focused on digital art or digital, you know, web experiences. And there really is a difference between those two. Now, we're going to talk more about that a little later on. Um, next episode, I'm going to have Joe Esposito from IBM. We're going to talk about the differences between an art director and a designer. And I'm sure, you know, I'd love to hear all your comments on that as well, if you've had different experiences. But really think about like the, there are some companies that have, you know, some roles and others that have others. And maybe there's a company that needs a lot of production. And so a viable path moving up a production path is really, really important. Maybe like a big agency or, or a, a company that does, you know, a retail company that has a lot of production work. And maybe there are others that don't require a lot of production work or they just want to keep more, um, you know, creative directors and uh, art directors in-house and then farm out the production work to agencies. So that's an important factor. When you're looking at your career path and looking at both where you're at right now or where you want to go or where you're looking, research those companies to find out what their model is like for their creative department because it makes a big difference. 
if they have the jobs you want and you can graduate to, or let's say you're in a place and the stuff you want to do is not even available, then you have to look elsewhere or look for the companies where you can find that growth. So that's really, really important. Look at this, all these career path options, but realize that you're not going to get everything at your, either your current company or you know, any one particular company. And you may have to experiment or move around to find that perfect path. Now, if you're lucky and you can find all that growth, awesome. Um, I know for, for most companies, you're going to find the management path to a certain extent, but not always. Um, there may be some where you know, they farm that out to an agency and so they don't really have creative directors on, on staff. So anyhow, that's really, really important. Compare the roles at different companies and make sure you find, uh, find the right fit. All right, so that's some about paths. Now I wanna talk a little bit about expectations and timelines. So last, uh, last, last fall, as part of Real Creative Leadership, we went out and uh, commissioned a research uh, project where we interviewed 300 creative leaders from around the country and even just per, uh, you know, personal interviews with many as well. And there's, we learned a lot. And here are some of the expectations, you know, after talking to all of them about, you know, everything from creative career paths and how do you get promoted and all those good things, we got some really, really good data. Um, so the first one is how long should it take to become a creative director? Let's say you, you're moving along that path, whether you're an art director, a writer, you know, UX person, whatever it is, and you want to go into that management path and you're young and you're hungry and you're ready for it. But what, what's a realistic expectation? So we surveyed, you know, like I said, hundreds of creative leaders to ask how long it took them, how long it takes within their companies, what realistic expectations should be. And so I'm just going to tell you the data from this just so you have that in your mind. So here it is. The average time it took to become a creative director was 14 years. 14 years. That's quite a bit. I think there are a lot of us who expect, you know, maybe I'll be a junior for a year or so and then mid or I'm a senior after, you know, five years. And then I expect that I'm going to become a creative director. So realistically, 14 years was the average nationwide. So keep that in mind. And then building on top of that, let's say you're a creative director and you're like, I want to become ECD or chief creative officer. How long does that take? The average it took was nine more years at, from creative director to executive creative director. So that's 23 years. That's 23 years um, until you come can become an ECD. That's a lot of time. Now that's not to say that's the, that's what it's going to be for you. I don't know. I'm just saying those are the averages. So look at your career. You can tell if you're, you know, a, a, a rock star that's just flying up to the top, or if you're just taking it nice and steady, however it is, I'm just giving you averages so that you can understand and set expectations of what, what it should be for you. Um, or at least what you should expect either don't expect it too fast, or if it's going, taking too long, then, you know, you can reset expectations. Okay, so that's how long it takes to become a creative director. The next big question that a lot of people ask when we're looking at these career paths is, all right, what does it take for me to go from one step to the next step? And I'm gonna break this up into two chunks um, that we got from our data from that research. The first is, let's say you're in your path of the craft phase, which is that going from junior to mid to senior. If you're in the craft phase, here's what, here are the three top skills that were important for you to move from one step up to the next step. And according to all these creative leaders, the number one skill that will get you promoted to that next step by a large margin, by the way, this is like beyond like really large margin. And that one skill that will help you take that next step is strategic thinking. Whoa, which is interesting. It's not the craft or how long you've been at the company or, you know, who, you know, how many other people are there or what your opportunities are. No, like all those things were way down the list. 
it was strategic thinking. And that is so important. So what it takes to make, you know, certainly it's almost like table stakes. You have to have the craft figure out. Good design, good writing, good UX, good videography, whatever that may be. But moving up to that more senior position and kind of, and getting promoted, it's creative think it's creative strategic thinking. Now there's a lot of different strategic thinking that could be marketing strategy, it could be creative strategy, it could be, you know, finance strategy, whatever that may be. Um, but it's really all about you thinking critically about projects and work and thinking for new opportunities and new ways to attack a problem. So strategic thinking was number one. Number two was hard work. Uh, they really looked at the people who were really working hard and what I like to call hustle, like the people who had hustle. Those who just sat back and expected it, you know, didn't get the promotion. And number three, this is also really, really interesting. The number three uh, skill that, that they said people needed to get promoted was the ability to build relationships with stakeholders and clients, which is also very interesting. You'd think, oh, I don't have to have that until I'm a, I'm a creative director or beyond. I'm in leadership. Nope. In order to move up that chain, building relationships with clients and stakeholders was critical. And I can see it. It's because so much of the work, whether it goes well, poorly, um, selling, all of those things really rally around that idea of, of having good relationships with people and being able to expose your ideas and sell them and help them understand it. So those are the, the things that it took to, uh, to make the jump uh, kind of up a senior a role. Now let me talk about the second half, like after you're going into management or whatever that may be, once you're a creative leader, what were the skills that were really, really important in order to move up? And these ones are even more interesting. So the number one skill it takes, so this is important for, let's say you're already a creative director and you wanna move up to ECD, or you're already an ECD and you're just thinking like, what are the skills that are gonna make a difference to the board of directors or the CEO where they get, uh, they understand that there's more value coming from me as a creative leader. So here are the top three. Top one skill for a creative leader is the ability to create a vision for your company. That's awesome. Like that makes sense. The ability to go out and say, okay, where is it that, that we can push things creatively for this company and how will that creativity impact the experiences that our customers have and how will that impact the bottom line? Like really understanding a vision and not just like, oh, I'm good at running a department. I'm good at the craft. I'm good at, you know, pumping out some videos or some good campaigns. No, that's not at all. It's like, it's almost like that same thing, strategic thought. Strategically, how are you going to take that department or that company and give vision so that everyone can rally behind it and know where to go? So that's number one. Number two, the next step was, and this is really shocking, an understanding of finance and budgets. Not even a creative skill. Understanding of finance and budgets. In fact, let me tell you the third one. The third most important for a creative leader to, to move up is an understanding of marketing strategy. So those are it. Marketing strategy and finance. Not creative skills at all, but as a creative leader, those are the things you need to understand and have a good um, control or skill in, in order to move up uh, the leadership chain as like an ECD or even moving beyond. So really, really critical and really interesting um, understanding that data. So hopefully that helps like timelines of how long it should take you to become a creative leader. And then number two, what does it take to move through the craft phase and then through the leadership phase? What are the skills that are most important? So. What does this mean to current leaders? What does this mean to you looking at this? Let's say, you know, you're already a creative leader and how can this information help you? Well, first of all, understanding these career paths are, is very important to help your team grow. You'll have people coming to you all the time saying, what's my next step? You know, chomping at the bit, what do I do? Where do I go? And just having that visual and that guide and understanding all the options will really help you 
lead, mentor, guide, grow, help them get into the right path and find the right skill set that's perfect for them. So good leadership skills of managing and guiding and growing. You know, another big reason to, that this will help is also consistency. So clearly the fact that I'm pointing to old paths and things from the past, and here's the reality, like that first path I showed you, that, that linear path from like production artist to designer to art director to creative director, that linear path unfortunately is still being used by so many companies and so many leaders. And so my big thing to creative leaders out there right now is start using the new modern path. Don't use the old linear path. Like give all the options to your teams, give them to yourself. Super important. And I really feel like we need consistency among agencies and brands. Like right now, oh, just even titles are all over the place. You know, what really constitutes uh, a good ECD versus a, a, just a regular creative director? You've got creative directors in title who aren't even really, you know, doing the role of a creative director and running teams and, and guiding accounts or, you know, working with stakeholders. They're just more senior and they have that title. So really together as an industry, I think if we can take this grid, this path, and really proselyte it out to all these different agencies and companies and try and find some standards, I think that's a big part of creative leadership today. Help us find standards, help us establish what, what are those paths so there's more consistency because I'm seeing so much more movement between agency and in-house brands and all around the industry, especially with you know, all this remote work and gig work. And we really need some consistency in titles and in paths so that, you know, because there's a big difference between being a creative director at a small little, you know, two firm company versus a big, you know, enterprise that has 20,000 people. So that's step one. As a creative leader, try and help make some consistency, at least with titles, at least with levels, and at least with options and paths so that people have a, a similar role. They can jump from one company to another and still keep growing their, their careers. All right, number two, the next one that you can do as a creative leader right now is train your team to be more strategic thinkers and to build relationships. If you want them to have growth, if you want them to have opportunities to be promoted, whether it's at your company or somewhere else, those are the skills we all need. Crit critical thinking, strategic thinking, the ability to not be a prima donna, but to establish great relationships with other people. That's what we need. So whatever you're planning this year for your team, go back and make some plans of like, how can I give them some good, you know, strategic guidance and skill training? And then also how can I help them build relationships better? How can I walk them through situations and, and show them, you know, both through good examples and through uh, skill building of how to do all that. So that's really, really important. Um, and then for you yourself, if you're a creative leader, what can you do? Like look at this data that we got from this research and start saying, okay, on those top three things, do I have a good vision for a company? If not, I better make one. Do I understand finance really, really well? If not, I better learn it. I don't know, take a, a university course somewhere or something on finance. And then number three, marketing strategy, same thing. Read books, learn, grow, do whatever you can to get a better understanding of marketing strategy and finance so that you can actually move your career up to the next step as well. And then one last thing, and this is for everyone, not just creative leaders, but even those who are starting out in their career paths. Uh, because this has come up a lot lately too. When people are asking me, okay, you know, I'm ready for the next step. And then they go out and to look for jobs and they're looking for that same role because they think, okay, if I'm an art director, I'm just going to go look for another art director opportunity in another company. Or your resume reflects your current level. And here's what I'd say. Look to that next level and look for those jobs and make your resume and your portfolio reflect the next level you want, not your current level. Really important. So if you're going to go out there Make it look like you are 
already, you know, a possibility for that next step up. So that as companies are looking for you or even your current company, they can see you and say, okay, that person is definitely a caliber of this level and show examples of that. Again, what are the things that it takes you to get promoted? You know, more strategic thinking, relationships, you know, understanding finance, understanding marketing strategy. Express that in your portfolio, express that in your resume so that people can see you have those skills and that's what you're thinking about. And instantly they will put you in a higher category. So don't look for the same level. That's a, that's a, a bad mistake to just keep going for the same level and hope that there's growth later. You have to look for that growth when you're making the move. So keep that in mind. Well, I hope this was helpful. This is the end of uh, season two, episode two. We were talking about career paths and timelines. And again, if you've missed something, you can always go back to realcreativeleadership.com and look at the show notes. If I you know, mention something, we'll also have images of these career paths. Uh, so if you want to go back and download a copy so that you can look at them and, and map out your career, that'll be awesome. Again, this show is always available at realcreativeleadership.com or on YouTube. Just search for Real Creative Leadership or on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just look for Real Creative Leadership. My big ask, if you enjoy this content, is to help us keep it going by subscribing, sharing, giving a thumbs up, good ratings or reviews, especially the last two. I'd really love uh, some help with some good ratings and reviews so we can get some more uh, visibility with the show. And as always, if you want to find me, you can find me at adamwmorgan.com. And if you're looking for the Stoke Group or you need help scaling or growing or uh, training or anything you need uh, with some good agency help, they are available at thestokegroup.com. Well, thank you for joining us at Real Creative Leadership. It's been a pleasure having you, and we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening to Real Creative Leadership. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, and this series was brought to you by The Stoke Group. For the most effective marketing, use both sides of your brain to align your strategy, creative, execution, and analysis. Connect with The Stoke Group for help designing each step of your marketing plan and creating a coherent vision. Visit thestokegroup.com to learn more.